Welcome back, everybody. It is episode 47 now of the Jader and Kyle show coming to you live on a Saturday morning. Uh, as always, I'm joined by my esteemed co-host, Mr. Jader Parama. What is going on, sir? What up, man? You got me early. You got me up early on a Saturday, dude. On a this Saturday. is weird. Right? This is super <laughs> strange. We're so used to doing our primetime late night podcast, but... As you guys know, as fans of the show, is that we have to kind of adjust based on schedules. And here we are on a Saturday morning. It's going to be a fun, interesting show. I'm interested to see how this goes, Jader, because usually at night we have a certain crowd. So during the day it might be a little different. Yeah, I think half of our crowd are probably drunk or asleep right now. So, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll, they'll catch us on the replay. But, uh, you know, it's a good time. Uh, very, very, very excited about this show. A, we're talking a film that I love. And I can't will not wait. I know you don't. So I cannot wait to talk to you about this film. Um, and, uh, a, you know, a guest, man, of a show that I'm a huge fan of. Um, he is now part of the movie Trivia Schmodown um, with yours truly. And seeing him just on the roster was something incredible, man. Let me tell you, because I was like, holy shit, like this is really expanding to something even bigger right now. Like they're just grabbing you know, all these types of personalities and, and mixing them up. And, you know, we all have that one love, which is, uh, which is that film. Um, so yeah, man, without further ado, man, we have, uh, Mr. Frankie Alvarez on the show. Uh, what up, dude? Welcome to the show, sir. Welcome to the show. How's it going? You can't see the top of my hands, but I'm doing the middle fingers. Like I'm so cold. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> you love it, dude. Always gentlemen. How are you? Thanks for great. having me. I appreciate it. Great, man. Frankie Alvarez is on the show. Jader has been excited to have you on for quite a while now. Um, Thanks. Oh, yeah. I, I've been very excited to hop on as well. So it's a mutual. No, yeah, and it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun. He's told me a lot about your show, what you got going. He sent me some clips, uh, so it's gonna. It's gonna <laughs> be a little bit, so you can see what, what what we're gonna be dealing with here, man. But um, yeah, man, just you know, I'm gonna fangirl a little bit, man. I've been following the uh, basement yard for a while. Uh, little little quick note. Um, I had a, a show previous to, to this one. How this show started was basically the um. The quarantine, you know, we couldn't record, we couldn't go. We had a studio where we would record our podcast. Mm -hmm. and obviously, with you know, with COVID and all that, uh, everything got shut down that we couldn't go back to that. Yikes! And slowly but surely, we uh, had it was a different crew, and then they just started doing their own thing. So we, you know, like the band broke up. But I kind of wanted to base my show somewhat of what the Schmoes and what Basement Yard was doing, where we were talking film. But we would do like say the most absurd, crazy, <laughs> whatever was in our mind, shit. So you know, obviously, getting you on the show is, is you know it's a major deal for me, man. Um, but I know that you've known uh, Joe for a long time, right? He was best friend growing up. Yeah, yeah. We um, we met. So our we both have older sisters who are the same age, um, and they went to school together from pre K through middle school, and. Uh, we had like been around each other, uh, but then when we went to pre-K together and uh, we were four years old at the time and then it just just took off from there, you know, it didn't stop. We've been pretty inseparable our whole lives uh, and uh, for better or for worse, I'm sure people will tell you, you know, we've just been driving people ourselves and people around us fucking nuts, <laughs> you know, just um, with the stupid shit we've done and said and allowed, you know, to just go on around us. So uh, it's been fun, man. You know, he's. He's made an absolute killing. I remember when he started first with the YouTube, like, um, 
like the misspellings and all that stuff when he first started just doing little clips of uh, mm-hmm. quick tweets gone bad or whatever, and then he just started blowing up, dude. He he took it off, you know. I remember he. I, I'm pretty sure he started, you know, really aggressively around like 2010, and. Uh, I remember it was like small stuff, you know, like idiots of the internet, you yeah. know, fucking dumbasses of Walmart and, you know, pieces of shit and, you know, Target <laughs> or whatever. And uh, me being the dumbass I am, I was like, dude, good for you. I'm going to college. I'm going, to, <laughs> I'm going to get a degree. And, uh, you know, he has made quite a living uh, doing what he does. Uh, he, he's very successful, but he also has a very, he's an entrepreneurial, uh, you know, brain, you know, so he kind of, he knows exactly what's going to work, what's not going to work and how to make something that will work, work, you know? And uh, he asked me last year to about a year ago to be on the basement yard with him. Uh, and, you know, I was, I joke about it. I tell him all the time, like I was floored, you know, I was just like, Oh my God, like finally, you know, wow. it was like, it was like the, the, the girl at prom, like you finally saw me, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, we just, so, yeah, that was, that was actually going to be my next question. How'd that conversation go? Cause I know he started this whole thing with Danny and then, um, all of a sudden we see you, man, and you're fucking crushing it, dude. You Thanks man. Life, right? oh. You are killing it. So, uh, how did that conversation go? Cause I, I think Danny moved to, I don't know if he moved to Florida or, or um, he, he, so during the pandemic, he did like the opposite. Um, it, it, it was bad in New York. Uh, so, uh, he stayed in New York when it was bad and then, and then he went down to Florida when it got bad down there, Danny. And, um, you know, he, he kind of, you know, said to, uh, said to Joey, you know, because Joey started basement yard himself, you know, called the basement yard because he was just like this in his basement as I am right now. <laughs> and, um, what's a basement? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, we're from Miami, dude. So. I know. I was gonna say, right? <laughs> just imagine if you figured out how to live in the mud, right? <laughs> just surrounded uh, by dirt. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, Danny, you know, kind of said he wanted to step away and do his own thing, and you know, Joey has always been super, super supportive, and you know, trying to get us to do our own things and branch out, you know, as individuals in addition to working with him, and then. You know, he was kind of picking my brain a little bit on what he thinks he was going to do. And I, you know, again, I, he is so, like the part that people don't see about him is how incredibly smart, like business minded he is. I don't know if that was I, I, it's funny that I use a broken ass fucking sentence to say that. But, you know, he's yeah. just like he's got he's got it. He knows exactly what's going to work, how it's going to work. He works with people around him that help him. And um you know, I told him, I was like, dude, anything, any decision you make, it's going to do well. And then he said, listen, you know, uh, this is an easy decision for me to make. You know, I, we, we started doing this stuff together. Uh, there's nobody else I'd want to, to join me. And I fucking, I threw my hands in the air. I was like, you had me at hello. Like I am, yeah. I am ready to go, babe. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Dude. That's Let's awesome. see with these podcasts and these shows that we do is, you know, it would, if the personalities are good, you can make almost any form of content with it work. Yeah. You can talk about anything. People just want to hear what you have to say. And that's kind of what's happens. Uh, let's see what that's what's happened with you. And it's up when Jader and I here, we're just, we have a good time. Like, yes, yeah, so certain movies get more views than others, but it's more just us talking back and forth. We do some bad movies here and Jader knows that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't think we do terrible films. You just hate the nineties because you're a fucking child. But, <laughs> but he hates, I think we've covered, I don't know how many 90s. He wants to call the show the 90, the throwback 90s show because he's like, dude, every time we put, like this, this episode, we didn't pull a poll 
obviously, because uh, time you're like, you said the mask and I'm like, fuck it, we're going to do the mask. Um, but usually we'll, we'll put a poll on our, on our site and mm -hmm. people will vote out nine times out of 10. If there's a, a, a 90s film on there versus something newer or something even older, it'll win. So yeah. this guy's like, what the fuck? Dude? It's what? weird because like, I find myself like enjoying movies past like 2003 more for like what they are but like prior to that it's all nostalgia for me you know so in addition to you know what we'll be talking about today like i believe it's a great movie but it's also like i remember like the first time hearing the sound of this and the first time seeing this and you know and it doesn't necessarily translate all the time to being a good movie but it's just like it's it has a special place in my heart and i think yeah. a lot of people are like that the 90s were such a simpler time you know and we yeah, all yeah. we so all we worried about was, you know, the only political thing that we had going on was someone was catching dome over in the White House. Yeah, you know? baby. Like, fucking <laughs> Christ. I wish that was our issue now. But this guy wasn't even born when that shit happened. <laughs> How old are you? I'm going to be 24 later this summer. God damn. I mean, I'm, I can't talk shit. I'm only a couple years older than you, but yeah. I, anytime I meet someone younger, I, I have to make fun of them. So See, I, like Oh, go ahead, Jader. No, 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 go ahead, man. I mean, we're just embracing our youth. I mean, at this point, like, I feel like I, I was telling my family the other day, I'm, once I'm 40, I'm going to look 20 at this point. <laughs> so <laughs> it's no, just I one of those. I don't, you, I don't know if you want to go into the comment section, just to, you know, a couple of shout outs for Frankie, you know, good. Yeah. Good well, your fans uh, are in here, Frankie, Jordan, uh, RJ, Beezy Weezy. Uh, we got, uh, what's. Nasia, like we got you got a lot of people in here tuning in. They've never seen you. Surprise her up this early, man. Look at that. Surprise me? Yeah, apparently. They don't know who the fuck they're talking to, baby. I'm an early bird. <laughs> but, uh, I work I, I work well on like a solid like five hours of sleep. I, I that's all I need. Any more than that, I, I am too groggy. Nice. So uh any single I know we just we were supposed to do the show on Cinco de Mayo and uh obviously shit got complicated. Uh any any celebrations <laughs> that day? Uh, nothing crazy. I had work that day. Uh, I, I, you know, I know that, uh, you guys know, and some of the people in the chat know, but, um, we have a three month old, uh, home and, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to have taken paternity leave. So I just returned back to work last week. And let me tell you, it is fucking miserable. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just like being out of work for that long and then going, you know, just jumping right back in. It does something to you, man. But uh, I had work and, you know, so we just made dinner. I had a couple a couple of Coronas, nothing crazy. You know, it's kind of hard. You know, I moved, you know, 90 miles away from, you know, all my friends and family. So I, I kind of now I have no one to drink with, no one to hang out with. So <laughs> I, I sit there and find myself, you know, throwing back Coronas like I'm in college again. And I look around and there's a three month old, a six year old and my wife who's just like, what are you Jesus. doing? Yeah. So having that. Well, yeah, having that newborn in your house, like as far as your your show that you do, has it you found that like it's created more content for you for the show? Just talking about how this kid has changed your life completely. Uh, yeah, I think it adds <laughs> another layer of like you know uh, kind of perspective mm -hmm. because I've in certain things I've softened up. You know, like I, I would, I mean, to an extent, I'll still say it, but like prior to having you know a newborn, I was like, yo, like. I'm going to, I'm going to like, if there's a kid that's bothering me, I'm going to trip it, beat the dog shit out of it. You know, just like, <laughs> I'm going to hit a baby. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't know. I used to say, I'm going to punch a baby all the time. If some shit doesn't go my way. I was at a, I was at a, uh, at a metal show, right? I was mm -hmm. at a seven dust concert and it was looking like they were not going to close the show with my favorite song. 
Um, and I'm like, fuck. I'm, and I turned her, funny enough, I, one of our, one of my ex co-hosts uh, for my other show that uh, she's a huge big, she actually texted me this morning. She goes, fucking Frankie Alvarez is going to be on your show. Today. I'm like, yeah. She goes, dude, congrats, all this shit. Cause she's huge. She listens to your shit every week too. I'm surprised oh, she's on right now. Um, but she, I was, I was with her at the show and I'm like, if they don't play this fucking song, I'm going to punch a goddamn baby and whatever, like five minutes later they they encore they get on this they get back on the stage they play the song and she has a video of me like fucking going like this and saying i'm not punching babies like <laughs> a lot of fun. yeah I, I i i know certain environments that i how i get in certain crowds and environments and how hype and just over the top i get and if there were kids there someone's catching a right hook you know a <laughs> fucking maybe even a stunner an elbow i don't know you know just someone just got to do it yeah, dude. they got to learn. Well, I see. I see your uh, your your background over there is way better than our plain ass background. So, are you are you a collector of sorts? Um, a little bit, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you know, there's. Uh, I I I've always said, you know, I I I don't know if I've ever told this story on you know online before, but um. I've always just loved being a kid, you know, like I've always loved. And when I was younger, I had such great toys and everything, and it was so much fun. And I turned. My senior year of high school, I went to see uh, Toy Story 3. And I'm like, dude, this is fucking great. I leave there. I got a tear in my eye. I'm like, oh, this – he hands a – spoiler, he hands off his toys to this dumb little idiot kid. And I'm like, yo, this is – I'm, I'm going to go home and I'm going to play with my old toys. I don't give a shit. 17-year-old, I don't care. And I call my mom. I'm like, hype. I'm like, mom, guess what? Movie was great. Where are my toys? And just like – just, oh, I've had in that, man. Oh, and she goes, uh, what? <laughs> and I'm, she's like, oh, they're all gone. And I I got into it with my mom. I was like, what? You know, and, and so from that day on, I said to myself, if I ever have the luxury of being able to um, afford collector's items and toys from when I was a kid, I'm going to do it. Because people out there are like, yo, I want to get this, blah, 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 blah. I only want what I had as a kid. And the reason I wanted is one to put it on display because I love that stuff. But two, like last night, my my son and I stayed up late. We were playing Megazords and blah 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 blah. So nice. that's all I want to do, you know. So uh, yeah, I, I try to collect some stuff. I actually, if I wasn't going to give you the mask for the movie, I was going to give you Small Soldiers, which you oh, can see. Oh wow, what a throwback! See, which is another um, the first movie to ever make me cry. So maybe if you guys have me back on, if I'm lucky enough to be asked back, we'll do that. Uh, oh, I gotta imagine that. how I'm already, I'm already hyped. I love that fucking movie. So, uh, so, fucking great, and, and dude. Kyle, and just you know, I just want to see Kyle cry for another '90s film. So, and not, <laughs> not happy tears, just tears of like fucking distraught. But um, what was I gonna say? So, so yeah, so you're obviously you grew up in the '90s. So you have what? What do you have back there? What's your prized possession? Ooh, um, you can't see them. Hold on, I'll grab them for you real quick. All right, boom. Hmm. <laughs> for those listening, Frankie is standing up right little, now. A little hard to see, crazy. but uh, last year for my birthday, I treated myself to oh yeah uh, these these bad boys. Dude, and, I had uh, I had I got them in at the best time because uh, you know I got all three of those for a really good price, and now they're each easily over five hundred bucks. Yeah. So jeez, I I was like, thank that. God. But I would say those, you know, I, I like, I like, as you could tell, I was a huge Power Ranger fan. Power Ranger fan. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I have some old wrestling stuff down here, some Batman Forever stuff. 
That's um, awesome. Dude. Did you like so, the, the new Power Rangers movie? I thought that movie was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. I wanted a sequel to it. I don't know what you we're know doing. It's crazy that I enjoyed it until they turned into the Power Rangers for some reason. Like, I didn't hate. No, no, no. I Again, I didn't hate when they turned into a power. But I just thought the story of them and all that, how you know they got their powers. I'm like, man, this is so dope. And again, uh, they won me over with the whole, um, uh, I mean, the uh, Blue Ranger being, being having autism. I thought that mm -hmm. was great. Touch. My son has autism, mm -hmm. so it's um, it's one of those things that it was such a great touch. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. Some somebody eventually, when my son gets into all this, my son's in his own world. He's our, he's almost ten, but there's a lot of things that I try to show him, and he's like, not interested, dude. And I'm like, he's like, that's old. I don't like it. I'm like, God damn. You know, but, these uh, movies. but eventually I do want him to, uh, to, uh, you know, to see this movie and all that. But I, I, I did enjoy it. I thought I, I reviewed it and I gave it, a, um, I gave it a positive review. Um, but I don't know why I thought the story of them like becoming and, you know, uniting and all, I love that so much more than the actual stuff at the end for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it was, it was enjoyable. I thought, you know, Elizabeth Banks hammed it up, boy. I mean, I know we're going to get into this movie and some of the awards that you guys have later, but she would have easily been recognized for just chewing the scenery. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I can't I, I, I think that they did some things that didn't work, you know, great. But overall, I, I enjoyed it and I was upset that they then just kind of scrapped it. But um, with Hasbro buying the Power Rangers brand, they said that they're rebooting and doing a whole new film universe. I hate to say I'm excited. The kid in me is pumped, man. I'm I'm ready to see my uh, my Power Rangers back on the screen. I like okay. how they had it was called Saban's Power Rangers and not just Power Rangers. It's like it's one of those those authors or creators that has to put their name on it, like Tom Clancy. Like he's got his without remorse out right now, but it has to be Tom Clancy's without remorse. It, like the arrogance is also very amusing to me that you're like, no, you have to know that this is my thing. I made this product. I hope you enjoy it. So. Uh, Frankie, I want to dive back into real quick that conversation that must have happened when you went and saw Toy Story 3. That was a gut punch. It takes oh, yeah. you out. Yeah, like uh, absolutely. Everybody felt that way. No matter how old you were, you saw that movie. You grew up. I saw I saw the first Toy Story day, like first day in the theater. And mm -hmm. I've seen every single one of them in theater first day they come out. Same thing. I walked out of Toy Story 3 and I was like, what the fuck? I'm like that. Yeah. I, mind you. In um, 2000, that's not a kids' movie, man. It hurts. You know, I was what 23, 24 when that movie came out, and I was like, "What the fuck, man!" Like, I, what I walked out with like a knot in my throat, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I hold on to my childhood, like in terms of like the parts that I can hold on to. Like, I understand I'm an adult now, and and I and I I, I try to you know think that I'm mature for my age, quote unquote, but. You know, I, I like I had such a fond memory of being a kid and like just, you know, there was a lot of like family issues around me. You know, like my it was a time where I was, you know, my parents were together. I'm, I'm a child of divorce. And, you know, it just it makes it, it, it. I remember physically, you know, so fondly and vividly sitting there and having these toys in my hand and then looking over to my left and seeing my younger brothers and my sister and my parents in the same house, my grandmother. And it just like, it's just, it's a sense of comfort and a sense of joy that I'll like, I'll always try. I'm for, I'm, I, I sound like a fucking addict because I'm chasing the dragon with it, you know? And all I've cared about in my life is, you know, when it comes to my family is just being able to give them, you know, some sort of the same, 
warmth and happiness. And a big part of that for me was, you know, some of the toys and video games and stuff like that. So I try to recreate that with my son and, you know, and then I try to do other stuff, you know, with, you know, he loves to cook and, and he loves to um, garden and, and be outdoors. So I'm just trying to just what made me happy as a kid, make my, you know, kind of pass that down so they can do it too. I respect that, man. That's awesome. It sounds like you're a great father, man. Oh, thanks. Um, what was I going to say? So you mentioned, obviously, we see your toys back there. Now you mentioned video games. Uh, what are you playing now, man? Oh, well, you know, I got the show. I'm playing MLB The Show. I'm trying to make it to the league. Oh, what uh, is your preference uh, system? Because there's usually these console wars. Is there a console war in your house? Does that even exist? Uh. It, it not as much. I mean, you know, the uh, the more adult stuff. I, I do currently have the Xbox One, the PlayStation Four, and the Switch. Uh, and then, I, you know, something that's not behind me is I do have, a, you know, all the retro consoles, sixty four, SNES, NES. You know, and um, I just try to share that stuff with my son. So right now, it's a lot of Mario Kart, Mario Odyssey, Pokemon Snap, which I'm fine with. You know, you playing, are you playing the new? Are you playing the new Pokemon Snap? Listen, <laughs> listen up very clearly. My wife last week thought I was on something because it's Saturday morning, 5 a.m. And I'm out with, you know, I have the baby in the carrier. She's asleep and I'm bouncing around just like, oh, shit, there's a, a meganium, you know, oh, oh, you know, and she comes out and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I've had a pot of tea. I'm ready to go, and I just got a four-star picture of a, you know, Charmander. There you go. <laughs> no, good. So, um, I, I haven't been around. I Same thing. I actually have uh, the Xbox Series X. I got the PS5 and uh, the Switch, which I didn't think I was going to like the Switch as much. You got the hookups? God damn. No, no, man. It was They, they were they were uh, gifts, man. Well, well, the PS5 was a gift. My girlfriend got it for me for our anniversary, which mm -hmm. was amazing. Um, I'm going to go yell at my wife because she hasn't gotten me either the PS5 yeah, or the Xbox. Yeah, yeah, what know, the fuck? Everyone's like, dude, you don't want to say that out loud, man, because all these guys are out. And she got it for me day one. It was here in my in my home the first day it came out. It was so great. She she carried a baby for okay. nine months, and she can't afford to get me a PS5? Who does but she yeah, think he is? What is this? But I, I uh, my cousin, my I, I haven't gotten her any games. I, I, don't, I don't have time. I have something. I'm doing something every single day. Yeah. Right? Um, so I saw Pokemon Snap, and that when you're talking about childhood, Pokemon Snap for the 64 was my child. I loved that game so mm -hmm. much. So finding out that the new one was coming out, I got the itchy fingers, and I'm like, I'm gonna go get it. But I knew it was gonna stay. Look, I haven't played games since like it came out. I think last Friday. I, I haven't sat down to play any video games, right? And um, my I called my cousin on Monday because I knew for a fact that he had it, right? And I call him like, Hey, dude, did you get it? He goes. <laughs> Did I get it? Of course. <laughs> he's like us, dude. I mean, grew, again, grew up in the nineties. He, he has a collection like yours. He's he's a big kid, and we're you know we're turning fucking thirty five this year, and uh, <laughs> so I'm like, hey man, I I get off of work at six. Can you come over so I can play this game just a little bit? Just you know, you know, a little little just a tip, a little bit. Um, and then he's like, yeah, man, for sure. Comes over. And it, the nostalgia hit me. So, so when you said the four, uh, like I got a, I forgot what Pokemon. I'm not good with the newer class of Pokemon. I'm, me I'm, neither. I'm, I'm OG 150. Me too. Uh, 152 um, uh, Pokemon. But I had, I got a picture that apparently he he wouldn't be, and it was a four star. He's like, how the fuck do you get a four star on your first <laughs> shot, man? And I was like, oh shit, is this is this 
this is a good thing. So I played the first three levels, and then they told me that you have to get a different uh, picture of every Pokemon. Like, you have to get a one-star, two-star, three-star, four-star, mm -hmm. and then do the level again at night. So I'm like, oh, it has a lot of replay value, which I thought was super dope. Yeah, I, I was I was super 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 into it, and it's funny because you know my my when my son get Miles is his name when Miles came home, uh, I was like, guess what? And he was like, oh my god! Yeah. He plugs it in, and he is such a perfectionist. You know, he recently his dad gave him a little digital camera, so he'll walk around our neighborhood and take pictures and set stuff up. But he's like trying to set up this like perfect shot of this like you know uh, <laughs> fucking Pichu just sitting there, yeah. and I'm like. Just take them all. Just take a hundred pictures. Just do it. I'm sitting there like itching. So that's why that's why I kind of want to get the game for my son because um I got I got for Christmas uh he broke he broke his iPad mm. and um he I had he had asked for all these toys right he broke his iPad and then he um he's like dad he broke his iPad maybe like five days before Christmas and he was dad I know I already wrote my letter to Santa and he goes but honestly. Um, he's like, tell him, I don't want any gifts. I just want my iPad back. And I'm like, oh man, I'm like, all right. And I, exactly dude. And so he, his, his, the idea was to get his, uh, his, uh, a phone for him when he turned 10. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, he does all these sorts of therapies and, you know, so I'm like, I want to know where he's at at all times. So I called his mom and I was like, Hey, this has happened. She goes, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I think we should get him the phone, uh, for Christmas. And she goes, she goes, I'm okay with it. Cause like just months before I had mentioned the phone, she goes, no, he's too young, too young. Now I guess she saw what happened. This kid is like, again, now he has a, he has an iPhone and he's just taking pictures of, of everything and he loves Pokemon. So I'm like, I have to get him this game. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, dude. That's great. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't mean to, you know, get too personal. Kyle, you're, you're just here at this point, <laughs> but I know. And I don't mean to get too personal, but I know like off air, we spoke a little bit and you know, something that uh, people, you know, uh, I have experience with. And I think, you know, you should be commended for as well as all the stories you've told me of your, 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 ch your children. And you, you seem like you have a really good co-parenting relationship. And, and I know that that's not always easy. So, you know, kudos to you for that, man, because that it is an art and it is difficult. And there are times where you want to rip your hair out, but you know, it, it, it's, um, it's something that, you know, it takes an incredible and immense amount of patience. So, you know, cheers to you for that, because I know how difficult it can be. Thank you very much, man. No, I mean, we, we have, we have a rock star system, man, to be honest with you. And then my, my girlfriend now she's, she's amazing with them. My kids love her as well. So it's we're great. all in this, you know, together and all that stuff. So I appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. I almost busted out into, you know, my, my high school musical when you said that right there. So <laughs> that's more Kyle's, the, you know, yeah, that's yeah, more yeah, Kyle's. I, I, you lost me there, dude. You lost me there completely. I, I, we are actually having a discussion with, uh, with my, with my friends that they were talking to, um, they're like, you're so into movies and you've never seen, like, I'm like, I've never seen Disney, uh, Disney, um, movie, channel. like Disney channel. Disney channel yeah. yeah. I saw Brink. That was it. I don't have <laughs> like Johnny Tsunami. And I'm like, dude, I've never seen any of these things. Like if that was Schmodown questions, I'd be. Oh, fun. I mean, if, if I ever get an Eddie's million dollar cook off question in the Schmodown, I'm just going to lose my goddamn mind. But I don't think it'll ever happen. Yeah. So mentioning the Schmodown, I had mentioned in the beginning of the show that you are a part of the Schmodown now. So congratulations. Thank man. you. You're Thank you. Killing it so far. Um, how did you find the Schmodown? Uh, I, I've been a fan, uh, of the, the, the OG screen junkies for a long time. 
uh, you know, always love the content they put out. It was at a point in my life where I was looking for, you know, just to get more in, you know, find people to speak movies with, you know, because I knew some people, but not a lot of people and, uh, you know, finding their channel, loved it. And then of course, you know, stumbled on over to, um, you know, the Schmoes No channel. And I remember I had watched them consistently more of their movie reviews and the movie trivia stuff I, I hadn't really been into. And then it just came up in my queue one day and it was a match, you know, with, um, I forgot who it was against, but it was the match where it was supposed to be a team's match with Rachel and uh, Ken and Ken kind of dropped out and she went in like a two on one handicap and yeah. I was just enthralled, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, anytime, you know, I, uh, I'm doing work around the house. I, I would throw it on. I would listen to matches. I'd listen to, you know, the post matches, you know, the, the, the shows and everything. And, uh, it, I know it drove my wife crazy because she would always sit there and she would listen and she would get like one question per match. Yeah. And, uh, I just, you know, by the grace, you know, by the grace of God, you know, Christian and I linked up and, you know, put me in the draft and then, you know, out of nowhere, Sam Levine just kind of sweeping me off my feet. And, you know, here we are. That was, I was, I was his pick too last year, man. <laughs> he likes he he likes the the strapping hispanic men i can tell there you, go, you know there you go. <laughs> because i forgot who it was but someone said they were like you look a lot like jader and i was like good <laughs> that's, that's good a, that's, that's a, a good looking duo well. a fucking compliment no man so that's awesome dude so again big big movie buff and you found them uh, that that match is incredible that rachel matches is, is some shit bro mm-hmm. he's like obviously i know you, you she's incredible just the help, everything that she provides, man. She's 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 fantastic, dude. Don't give um, away the secrets. No, 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 no. I'm not. Thank I, you, I, I'm, I'm kind of talking <laughs> against the competition here. I don't know exactly. what to say. I don't know what we're doing. You're good. Jader's fishing right now. So, um, game, bro. <laughs> yeah, so Frankie, when we asked you to come on the show, uh, Jader basically got you got the mask out of you, and it sounds like that was the pick from the beginning. Is we're gonna do the mask. So I got to ask you. Why did you want to do the mask to be the film that we're covering on the show? Um, I, I just, you know, it, I always tell people whenever they, you know, say like, what's your favorite movie of all time? I always answer the mask. Um, I, I think a lot of who I am now is heavily, heavily influenced from this movie. Uh, what, you know, just the, the dark humor, the over the top slapstick, you know, and just the pure energy that comes from this movie shaped me from a really, really, really young age. And, uh, you know, without even telling my son that we were, we were, we were going to be talking about this today, this morning, he woke up, he's like, let's watch the mask. And I was just like, it's just, it's timeless in my opinion. And it's, it's honestly a movie that doesn't get spoken about enough because of when it came out, but I'm sure we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. We'll get all into that. I promise you. (laughs) So, Um, <laughs> Let well, us know. This was your first viewing of the mask. Uh, well, I mean, so so here's my thing about it: is it first of all, I don't know if you guys get the sense from it. It felt like a, at the beginning, like a Nickelodeon slash like Cartoon Network original movie, if that makes sense. Like just the way it opens, the graphics, what kind of the feel, the tone. It felt like that's what I was diving into. And then, like, I obviously know the background of it. Jim Carrey, he's, like, the biggest star in the world at the time, blah, blah, blah. I just don't think this movie holds up very well. And it's be- not it's not just because of some of the 
the dirtier stuff that it gets into. I think it's just because of the goofiness of it. I don't think the goofiness and the humor really holds up based on where we are today. Um, I was watching with my sister and I loved everything up until when he put the mask on. And then when he has the mask on, it feels like a completely different movie. Like it kind of gets abnormal and almost a little, my sister used the word creepy, which I could kind of see it a little bit too, because he's just like a completely different person with this mask on. It's not the same film I've been watching this entire time. So that dichotomy, that That's back and forth. Point. <laughs> it's be creepy. <laughs> so, so the, the property that it's based off of is actually a pretty mature comic series. Yeah. It's, it, I was telling my, my girl that last night, dude, that it's a, uh pretty dark <laughs> yeah it's um and i think they they found one of the reasons that you know i i hadn't known this at the time you're you're 100 right about the opening that's probably what kind of drew me into it a little bit is you know i'm a kid at the time bright-eyed you know two-year literally two-year-old kid at the time and i'm sitting there and like the bright colors the music you know the the sounds that's the thing that's popping out at me so they grabbed me you know personally i can say and i'm sure other kids at the time too that's that's probably what the allure that grabbed me in at the moment but this it, it, it based off of what it was where it came from you know the comic series and then what it became it's the perfect meld of both of them because it is creepy and it is dark and um there are probably a lot darker ways they could have went about it so okay. capitalizing on um you know jim carrey who at the time of release he had just so 94 uh and I, sorry jader i don't mean to step on your toes but 94 was the biggest year possibly for any comedic actor in the 90s. Um, you saw in February, you saw Ace Ventura. In July, you saw this. And then a couple months later, you saw Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. So he was just getting started. This is this was still someone who people said like he has, a, you know, like he has a lot of potential, but they did not know the, the, the absolute mega power he was going to become when this was filming or when it released. Yeah, he was basically the next step of Eddie Murphy at the point. We, you know, we follow our comedians from different times. They basically hold decades and Eddie Murphy was the 80s. And then we lead into the 90s. And that's when Jim Carrey really hits the scene with this. Like, it's hard to top this year for anybody, any actor, any director ever. Like, I think, I think the only person who gets close is Spielberg in 93 with Jurassic Park and Schindler's, Park, list. Schindler's list. list. Yeah, yeah, literally the year before. Otherwise, it's like Jim Carrey has three of his... We'll get to it later in Apex Mountain, but basically his biggest hits all in the, the same exact year. You go just the following year, right after that, and you have Batman Forever 95 and uh, the, the sequel to Ace Ventura. So, right. yeah, I mean, the guy's firing on all cylinders at this point. Yeah. I just when you, when you mentioned how the comic series is a little darker, I feel like that's where this film falters a little bit is – they couldn't get the tone completely right. I love some of the aspects that they're trying to make it lighter with, you know, adding the dog in there, which is not in the comic series I read and mm -hmm. adding a couple other new characters to make it feel a little lighter. But then they also, you know, venture towards the darker side. Like I don't, I don't care what anyone says. The mask looks creepy. It does. When he's when it's on someone, he's got that big smile, the red lips, green head. I mean, it looks like an Independence Day uh, alien came down and just turned you back. So, um, but you know, at the end of the day, though, I really like the human stuff of it. I really like him being this guy who's just a nice person, and he's a nice guy. He's someone who just hasn't gotten around in life, and this mask brings out the side of him that he wished he always had. But then, you know, obviously, then you realize that you don't need the mask. To be yourself so i enjoy, i like that message i think it's very strong 
Uh, Jader, let's get to you, man. Um, you love this movie, right? Absolutely, man. I grew up with it, dude. Uh, yeah. I saw this in the theater. I saw, actually, I went to the movie theater um, to see all three of these. Um, I was there. I was present. My uncle is a huge uh, movie fan, but he's not even movie. He's more, he loved Jim Carrey back then. He loved, you know, he grew up with, uh, you know, the slapstick with Leslie Nielsen. He would take me to go see the Naked Gun movies in the theater. Um, I saw Ace Ventura in the theater. And I remember when we saw, when I saw Ace Ventura, it was one of the more explicit films. Like it was very vulgar. Yeah. Time being. And I remember, you know, I came home and did the butt thing from Ace Ventura to my mom and my mom slapped the shit out of me. <laughs> you know, and she's like, are you kidding me? This is the shit that you're showing. Like, it's my mom's younger brother. Uh, so she was like, and then she like, it, it got to a point where right after that thing, it was a, uh, no Jim Carrey in this household. You know, you're not allowed to see. Really? Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, that died super quick because Ace Ventura came out. We saw the mask in theater. I had, I went to go see the mask. Uh, my birthday's in July. So I'm pretty sure we saw it like around my birthday. There you go. You see? Um, and then, um. So it wasn't until my mom saw Dumb and Dumber that she cracked up watching that movie so much mm -hmm. that like that's eh, fine like you know you you'll be okay. So I remember she thought he was like you know so vile and vulgar and she's like I, I can't stand him. She we had that in the house and she couldn't stand Mike Myers, couldn't stand him. So Wayne's World, all that stuff. She's like she'll let me watch it, but she's like oh. Um, like in Spanish, like over here, it's like un bofe, but it's like you like repugnant, mm -hmm. like very repugnant, you know. And um, so obviously, when you tell a kid don't watch, you're I'm like I'm watching all this shit. Mind you, I've said this multiple times on this show. I saw Terminator Two in theater. She let me see RoboCop, like all these like blood splat violent films. Didn't matter if they like showed an ass cheek, like a male ass cheek. She's like, oh, it's vulgar. I don't want you to see that shit. It's mm -hmm. like was like it, always an extreme with her right um but i remember seeing the mat and the, the, obviously this movie uh, comes out when i'm eight years old so i feel like the beginning of the film as an adult yes i like it but as a kid i was like what when is the funny thing's gonna happen as soon as he puts on that mask for me i'm like now the movie started i rewatched the uh the movie this week with my son he had never seen it. i'm like hey buddy sit down we're gonna watch a movie it's really funny this kid was cracking up. He couldn't, mm -hmm. uh, we started it kind of late. We started like around um, eight o'clock. So he, he didn't see the whole thing, but this kid laughed so hard at, you know, that Tommy gun scene at the, the clock when he's bashing it with the, uh, with the mallet and all that. Like he was dying. He's like, Oh my God, dad, like I need to finish it. He uh, calls me. Uh, I mean, not called me this morning when we were getting out he's like oh do you have a show today and i'm like yeah we're gonna talk that movie the mask and then he's like i need to finish it that next week when i come over we gotta finish this movie and i'm like yes dude so <laughs> and, and i told him um i asked him i'm like you don't think it's boring he goes the beginning was a little boring but he goes once he puts on the mask it's so funny and i was mm -hmm. like so you know that all worked out for me obviously watching it as an adult there's some things that i'm like oh, okay i can like i kind of was trying to see it through cow's uh, cow's eyes now Cause I'm still gonna like, I, I, again, I saw it, it was nostalgic for me. I love it. And um, I'm like, I can see how someone that's never seen the movie before and sees it for the first time in 2021, it's just, they just won't get it. It's one of those, like, you know, that, that thing going around, you had to be there. Mm -hmm. like, 
you had to be there. It, it, and, it, and I feel like that's Jim Carrey as a whole. Like, yeah, and I think a big part of it is, you know, being able to see – like the reason I, I believe it's timeless is because I watched it as a kid. I watched it as a young adult, and then I watched it where I am now. And it's it's kind of progressed, and things that I found funny then, I still find funny. And then I'm like, oh, I missed this part. Oh, I missed yeah, this part. Of them. And I missed it, the it, joke completely. I'm, 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 a, I'm, you know, I'm a kid, and I'm watching to pull a used condom out. You know, yeah. and, and um, <laughs> you know, there. I think that that that's one of the things that you know works for me so much with this movie is that as a child, you you take away the parts that you enjoy, and then it continues and it evolves, and there are different layers there, and. Uh, I mean, at surface value, it's a simple story. You know, yeah. exactly what Kyle was saying before. You know, be yourself, blah, 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 put the mask on. But I think the, uh, the part that really holds us together is Jim Carrey and his incredible, I, and, and in my opinion, unmatched physical comedy. Um, because kids, the first time I showed my son this, and I knew I was the same when I was young. He was walking like the mask. He was spinning like the mask. He was dancing like the mask. He was trying to like he was trying to do everything. And those are the small parts that really jump off the screen. It's like even like as a as a young five-year-old watching this movie, trying to, you know, recreate those moments, it speaks to how 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 d- well they're done in the movie, you know, and and it 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 it, it adds another layer in my opinion to why this movie is so fun because I, even though you're you know you're watching a movie you want to be there and you want to do it yourself and i know i was like that i know my son was like yeah, i'm sure other people are like that as well too you know i think what's like why well, i've touched on this before in the show is comedy's evolved quite a bit since mm-hmm. like the 80s was like i said eddie murphy 90s leads into jim carrey mike myers and then towards the end of the 90s you start getting your will ferrell will ferrell takes over steve carell then we lead right now into our judd apatow seth rogan are kind of at the tail end right now maybe melissa mccarthy's a part of that as well but comedy's evolved from what well, i think this is like the slapstick era yeah. to where it became more of like real life and we're just going to find the funny in everyday situations, which is where Apatow and Seth yeah, Rogen. Yeah. Of course. Huh? No, that's where Apatow like uh, thrive. Yeah. That's thrive. a sweet spot right there. And I yeah. think, I feel like comedy's just come a long way and I didn't grow up with this stuff like you guys did. So mm-hmm. like reverting back to the slapstick stuff is like, it's kind of jarring for someone like me because it's not something you would think is just funny on the surface, but you can appreciate talent when you see it. And, you know, Jim Carrey, he's been crushing it for such a long time now. Um, I feel like he has, it's been hard for him to get on his feet again lately. I think Sonic was a great return to form. Sonic was great, man. Loved yeah. it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it in Sonic. Yep. And I think it really, it still works if he finds the right material. So I hope for like in the future that he can get back on this. Um, is there anything else you guys want to touch on with this movie before we jump into the categories? Uh, I mean, just kind of looking at, well, like how we've, we were speaking positively about Sonic. Uh, Kyle, I don't know. I, you, I assume you enjoyed him in Sonic. Yeah. I like Sonic. And, and if you liked Sonic, it's difficult for me to see why you're not a big fan of the mask because that what he doesn't my, that my favorite scene in Sonic and I I I really surprisingly enjoyed that movie is that dance scene yes. where he's getting to do his own thing and yeah. he you know when the guy gives him a latte and he's like you know that scene is the mask yeah and that well, is the entirety of it I said that in the theater and that's one of the and that's it should have been like the first light bulb for me because I took. 
Um, we we were we were lucky enough to interview Ben Schwartz for. Um, I saw that. I saw yeah, that on your Instagram. Super super cool guy, and um, we I we I took my son to go see Sonic, and he was cracking up during that dancing. Where in that that moment, I was like, I gotta show him the mask, and I never mm -hmm. did until this week. Um, but that's exactly it. You, you, you hit it, man. Um, when I saw that scene, I'm like, this is old school Jim Carrey doing what he loves, yeah. making me laugh, you know, and it's watching, you know, him do the Cuban Pete or, you know, the Hey Pachuco scene, all that shit. So seeing that, I was like, man, this is awesome. Cause it's true. Like, you know, he was, he was, you know, he hasn't been hitting them lately. And uh, seeing him and that, you can just tell that he was having a blast. And I can't wait for the sequel. I'm super hyped for the sequel for Sonic, man. Uh, <laughs> but it's just, you know, again, this is, uh, Kyle, you're, this is going to be something for you. Like when you grow up and you're going to think you're comedy greats, you're going to obviously think the 2010 comedies. You know, you're going to think your Rogans and, and your Jonah Hills and your Apatow crew and your McBrides and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. For us, it was Jim Carrey. Like, yeah. again, like childhood hero. You know, my favorite comedy of all time is Dumb and Dumber. And that's one movie that over and over and over again, it's just, it's, it's, um, it just, it always hits, you know? Um, and I feel like he was just like we were talking about, you know, Frankie and growing up with the toys that he loves and his, you know, his childhood, Jim Carrey's my childhood. That's why I, I always defend him always when someone's like, oh, he's not, you know, he's okay. And it's the newer class, obviously. I'm like, dude, you don't know. And this is probably what we get when, you know, we're talking about older comedians that we're like, oh, it's just not our thing. And they're like, oh, you, it's, you had to be there. Mm -hmm. You know, like this was what, what was going on. And but, I, I think it's, you know, for someone, you know, at, a, at an early age, I, I showed that I enjoyed entertaining, you know, in certain, you know, in any regard, you know, and, and in certain settings, you know, definitely. And as a kid being able to see this Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, you know, uh, uh, the, even, you know, a lot of people talk badly about it. I remember it fondly at the time the and I watched guy. it enough. Well, yes, the cable guy, but also his, his run in the Grinch. I really like as a kid enjoyed that movie and being able to see on screen someone doing what I at the, still do enjoy. It's like, it's easy to recreate. And that's why Jim Carrey, you know, has had, and this man, you know, movie in particular had such an effect. And uh, I have such fond memories of it is because in my mind, it was like, I like to make people laugh. Look at what this guy is doing and the energy he gives off. And he's just nonstop. And he's, you know, he's on it all the time. And it's like, it's a no brainer to remake this, you know, to, to kind of try to, to do this in my own life. So, um, it, it, it was, it, I can't, it, it would be, uh, you know, kind of silly for me to ignore, you know, the possibility of the person I am and why I like to entertain not coming from Jim Carrey's entire stretch in the nineties, but specifically this movie. Yeah, no. And you kind of also, when you mentioned, um, you know, everyone like dancing, like him, dude, th that was the nineties, right? So you had people quoting this movie nonstop smoking all the time. Mm hmm my son was saying it this morning i was like man that's awesome dude like it's it's just it's so great and the i don't know how many like hollow again they, and this film um kyle they actually turned they had a cartoon series for the mask yeah like that uh the, and that was awesome for me just seeing mm -hmm. the adventures of stanley kiss and the mask you know through that that was the sequel that we wanted that never we never got well we got the sequel we're not ah we're not gonna, we're not gonna talk about that we're not gonna talk about that you know but uh but yeah uh i don't know if you guys want to jump into the categories if you have anything else to say we're yeah let's do it now just one quick note um i 
Frankie, I think the cat in the hat ruined the Grinch for that that whole era right there because the Fair cat. Enough. Well, that's you took both of them. Like I, again, I wasn't a big fan of the Grinch movie itself. I was a fan of his in the movie because again, you can tell the makeup and everything, and he's just so incredible. Mm-hmm. But the film itself, for me, just it didn't hit. I guess I, maybe I was too old. Not that I'm too old for it, but I just it didn't hit. And then when I saw the cat in the hat, it made me appreciate the Grinch. Mm-hmm. So much. <laughs> Fucking Godfather compared to this shit. I mean, say say what you want about Cat in the Hat. You know, you can't, you cannot say that Mike uh, Mike Myers is not being exactly who Mike Myers is in that movie. Yeah. And if you enjoy that, you will watch it and take something from that movie and be like, okay, you know, uh, my we actually rewatched it recently. You know, Jader, I'm sure you know you understand this, but like kids watch the same like 20 movies a hundred thousand times on repeat. Yeah. So if we're not watching the Grinch, the mask cat in the hat is on in there somewhere. So <laughs> it's not great. I'll stand by that. There are parts of it that I really just, I can't watch, um, Cringy, man. <laughs> but Mike, you cannot deny that Mike Myers was not doing everything he could to just be Mike Myers. The dirty hole part always kills me. That's yeah. The- I love, I love that part. That part is hilarious. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, dude. Yeah. Let's jump uh, to the categories here now, guys. So, uh, the first category we have here is best scene. So Frankie, this is your choice for your, this is your movie. So I'm going to start with you here. What is your choice for best scene? Um, you know, it's, it's really difficult. And I think there are some people uh, that are probably going to hate me for choosing this scene in particular, because the, there's an easy answer. Um, but I'm actually going to give an answer that's a little different. Uh, and it's the the landfill park scene leading into uh, the Cuban Pete scene. Cuban Pete's an awesome scene. Yeah. I literally, I, I I have it on my. I listen to that song regularly, um, and just the everything about it, the choreography, everything was so fun. Um, but right before that, the landfill park scene where he's being arrested and like kind of patted down by the cops, and just they're pulling things out, and he's just going line for line, you know, and then. They pull out a picture of, uh, you know, Detective Calloway's wife, and and he's like, uh, uh, you know, you married her, and then he smacks him in the face. I, it's just, it's great, and it's uh, it's such an underrated scene because it is kind of sandwiched right in between, you know, Cuban Pete and kind of what comes before that with, you know, the dance scene, and it, uh, it it's so fun. And I think like that scene in particular really speaks to the strength of the entire cast, which Jim Carrey carries his movie. No fucking doubt about it. But the fact that, you know, he's able to have that banter with the, the you know, uh, Peter Reigert, I think is his name that plays the cop. Uh, yes. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. the gentleman playing the other cop. It, 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 yeah. Doyle. Uh, and he starts like, you know, Cuban PD starts dancing and he goes, I will shoot you. Um, but that landfill park scene, man, it gets me every time. And they're like, I, I, anytime I watch it, I always catch something new. Well, Jader, what did you have? I'm going with a more obvious scene, but not Cuban Pete. It oh. is a dance number and it's the Hey Pachuco scene when he's dancing with Carla, uh, with Tina, um, in the, uh, in the Coco Bongo club, man. Yeah. I sends a kid. It was the music. The way he spins the whole noir thing, the hearing the dun, 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 dun. like as a kid, you're I was always waiting for that scene mm-hmm. to come over and over, and me doing a piss poor job trying to dance that fucking scene <laughs> every time I saw that movie. Um, and what rewatching it with my son this week, man, it just always brings that. I haven't seen, I'm not gonna lie to you, you could have probably quizzed me on this movie, and no problem. In fact, my five pointer against uh. 
Tom was a mask question, mm-hmm. which was the what was the name of the club in the movie The Mask? And I, everybody like you know. I watched that. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I answered it in like two seconds. I was like, boom, like that. That was you know. Some people like to wait, and I was like, fuck. I was so pissed that I was down that I was just like <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. shooting it. So I saw that for me is a one pointer. Very easy question, but again, we grew up, and I hadn't seen this movie. No lie, in probably ten to fifteen years. Wow. And yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie, but I love it. I saw again, you just mentioned kids watching movies over and over and over again. I think if I tell you that I've seen the movie The Mask under 50 times, it's very little. I know I've seen it over a hundred times. Mm-hmm. That's how many times I've seen this movie. Now, that scene was coming up this week, and it was just like started smiling. I'm like, yeah, and I love it when you know when he says, Let's rock this joint. He spins the guy and you hear that drumming. I was so obsessed with this soundtrack. This is oh one of God, the it's incredible that I bought with my own money. And I remember going to Specs Music, guys. Spec, no, I, I don't even think it was Specs. I think it was Blockbuster Music. That existed, guys. <laughs> and, and I went to go buy this soundtrack and I would replay it over and over again. And the 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 music just it brings you back to what's oh, yeah. And Hey Pachuco was the one that I would always and even my family was like, Hey, I like that song. They would like play it at our parties and shit. I'm like, they're trying to dance as you know fucking eight, 10 years old, whatever. But that scene for me is just incredible. I know it's not all them doing the choreography, but I just had such, and even the, just like you said, the lead up before that, where he's turning into the, uh, you know, Tex Avery cartoon and hitting himself and the tongue. I use that, like, you know, sometimes my girlfriend send me pictures and I use that tongue rollout uh, gif all the time. It's still one of my favorite gifts that I have. It's a good one. It's it's iconic. Yeah, dude. So that for me is the scene. I know, again, I thought everybody like, you know, uh, figured Cuban Pete is the more popular dancing, but I actually love this one so much more. And 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 at the tail end of that scene too, when he does, you know, like the accepting the Oscar oh, and like the shootout and stuff like, I still to this day do, you know, it still it still works. And and it, and again, it's just it's so it hits on everything. The music is perfect in that moment. You know, the 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 writing, the the improv because I know there's improv uh, there. Oh, I, I I feel that was very little writing and way uh, like like Jim Carrey improv that whole fucking scene. It was oh, so yeah. weird. it was so yeah. funny. Uh, I mean, I, I'll just go with the easy one then. It's the Cuban Pete scene. I, <laughs> you got to mention it. It's that scene is so much fun. And anytime there's someone surrounded by cops with guns, and it's like kind of a lighthearted movie, I got to see how they get out of it. How are you going to do it? How are you going to get out of this situation? And he just starts like going into this movie not knowing what they're doing. Just starts singing. It has this. Uh, this <laughs> and he has like, that. He one of the top people like this, dude. It's so great, man. Yeah, they start <laughs> so singing great. along with them. They all start dancing. It just like I wanted to stand up and start dancing because that it drew me in. Like it drew the cops and just gets them all going. And it's so funny how the the sergeant is the only one who's not doing it. Even the, his partner is getting ready to dance into yeah, it. Man. He goes, "I'll blow your brains out." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that, that scene just like is a it's a great little moment inside this this plot that's like kind of wild. And I really enjoyed that moment. So I know it's like the obvious choice, but it's also it's obvious for a reason because it's a really good scene. So that'd be my choice there. Next category, best line. Um it's mostly gonna be improv, I feel like, in this. I feel a lot of this script was just Jim Carrey going at so Jader, I'm gonna start with you this time. What did you pick for the best line in the movie? So best line for me isn't necessarily the best line in the film. The reason why I'm picking this line is because it, this movie reminds me of my of my best friend that that passed away because we were obsessed with this film as kids, right? 
And it's just uh, any Jim Carrey, to be honest with you, because he, he was that was his favorite actor, hands down. But we would quote the mask so much. And every time we were going to go out and I actually po post it as the uh, the Instagram post, which is a P.A.R.T.Y. Uh, because I got it. So every time we were going to go out and we were ready to go or anything like that, that's what we would text each other. Right. So it, it's more of a, a personal line for me because it was one of those things that we would just quote all the time right before we were going to go fucking get hammered. Pretty sure his mom's watching the show right now. She always tunes in. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that that's my favorite line. And it's more of a personal thing. And then, you know, like it, it's it's again, it was all improv. This movie, again, uh, Kyle was quoted nonstop. And it was just little simple lines like smoking was huge. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, P A R T Y because I got it is my favorite line in this film. Well, I I also chose another one of his. There wasn't like a profound line in yeah. this. Yeah, a lot yeah. of funny it's lines. Mask, it's the mask. Yeah, it's not yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, not, you're not gonna pull something that's gonna like hit you to your core. But I got um, our love is like a red red rose, and I'm a little thorny. Like, that's just <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude. Yeah, it's a great little moment right there. <laughs> so that that was my choice, Frankie. You got a choice for this? Yeah, I mean, P A R T Y was one I I was gonna go with, but I figured someone would pick it. So another just absolute. It, it's so. I, when I think of best lines for movies, yes, I think of you know like what is gonna hit me the most, but I also try to think of like what I'm going to use the most. And mm -hmm. I can tell you the one that I've absolutely used the most is um during the balloon animal scene. Where he goes, a French poodle, and he gives it, or um, and he goes, get out of here, kid, you bother me, and it's like, it's just great, you know, like you, you don't realize, and maybe that speaks to you know who I am in my life, but like just telling, like just like get out of here, you, you bother me, you know, it's it's so fucking, it's so quick, it's so fun. He kind of just just turns it on a dime and drops it out of nowhere, and you would honestly miss it if you weren't paying attention during that scene. Love it, love it. Yeah. It's all about the delivery and Jim Great choice. Uh, casting what ifs is our next category here. So a lot of research was put into this one. There's quite a few uh, casting what ifs. So the producer suggested Anna Nicole Smith for Tina before they ultimately cast Cameron Diaz. Um, and then also they had Jennifer Conley was also considered for the role of Tina. So there's quite a few. And then also I have I can't no no offense, but I had the biggest crush on Tina Carlisle growing up. So I can't <laughs> picture I mean, you know, they're 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 fine women, but I, you know, I was gonna say, I don't you know, you, you like that dance scene, you know, you were talking about it quite a bit, and I'm starting to I was wondering, I was like, you know, I he didn't mention Tina not once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. She definitely has a big, big part of that scene, dude. She was awesome. But uh, uh, this, is, this is her first role, dude. So yeah, number one. Yeah, Richard Gere and Tim Allen were both considered for the role of Mitch, uh, the detective. The, the detective, yeah. I could see that. I could see Tim <laughs> Allen definitely. I thought it was Richard Gere at first when he first popped up. The, <laughs> so. I, the irony that Tim Allen would would play a detective is just hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen to this list. Uh, these are people that were considered for the role of Stanley Ipkiss. Matthew Broderick, Steve Martin, Rick Moranis, Martin Short, Keanu Reeves, Mike Myers, John Ritter, and Robin Williams. Jesus Christ, they had a big list. I mean, the comedy powerhouses at the time. Yeah, absolutely. The only yeah. one, you know, I, I read um, Robin Williams' book, and, and in it, it mentions that, um, you know, he was kind of threatened uh, a little bit by Jim Carrey. And the only person in there, you know, I, I like most of the people, if not all the people on there, you know, a big SNL guy. So, Martin Short and uh, you know Steve Martin jump off, but 
the only person that could have done this was Robin Williams, if not Jim yeah. Carrey. There's yep. no, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, I thought Keanu Reeves was a weird choice to see in here. There's no way this works with Keanu. P A R T Y. Um, uh, I forgot. You know, like I, I <laughs> spicy meatball. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! Um, and then finally, for the role of Dorian, um, Jack Nicholson, Willem Dafoe, Dennis Hopper, Robert De Niro, and Rupert Everett were considered for the role. Um, I always get questionable when I read these things, and I see that they say "considered" because, yeah, of course, I'm going to consider the greatest actors working at that time for the role. But do they want it? I don't know. Willem Dafoe would have been a fun choice. I would like to see Willem Dafoe in this movie going head to head with uh, Jim Carrey. But I don't see a Jack Nicholson or Robert De Niro getting involved in this. Yeah, the only the only reason I'm I'm kind of like really enjoying, um, you know, I, I think Peter Green, who ended up playing Dorian, was was good for it, is because even even his character, there is a bit of a juxtaposition. You know, his character mm-hmm. is Dorian without the mask. He's quiet. He's contained. He's kind of you know like chill. But he's got the menace. And then when he puts the mask on, that's when he's. Oh, yeah, employee. He gets bigger. And I feel like everyone else is pretty big to begin with. Yeah. You know, I mean, in terms like Jack Nicholson, you would have it, it like how much difference would you have gotten between Jack Nicholson's Dorian and, the, and wearing the mask? You know, so uh, I, 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 I think all of those, of course, as you said, Kyle, anyone's considered. But I think he did well. Yeah. Um, and then I also, so let's move on to here to the next category, which will be the Hershelly award for best sharpshooter. So this is the character that does the most in the least amount of time. Um, let's start with you, Frankie, on this one. Who are you going to go with? Um, honestly, you know, someone that doesn't get spoken about and I completely forgot was in this movie is, um, you know, underground comedy icon, uh, Richard Jenny as, uh, as Charlie. Charlie. His- his lines are small, uh, you know, and he really doesn't have a whole lot to do outside of just kind of just, you know, being there. Uh, but I thought he, 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 I remember his role in this quite fondly, and I thought that he made the most of what he had. Yeah. Was that your choice too, Jader? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so Richard, Milo, Milo the dog. Okay. Yes. That, that, that's the, that's the correct answer. Yeah. There's wrong answers in this. <laughs> <laughs> this is the correct answer. Uh, no, Richard Jenny is my backup choice. I had Milo the dog also, because I just feel like that dog is hitting on all cylinders in this. When that's he's right. licking Jim Carrey's right. ear, it's so funny. It's so great, man. When he's pulling the key from the cop and he's just looking and he's pulling, bro, that shit is amazing. The whole drop it when when he like at the dude, it's it's he's just smart ass dog, man. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that so, dog, that dog's like he's crushing it every single time. The whole jumping up the wall. Who knows how many yeah. times they filmed that scene with the dog jumping up the wall? Oh, probably sure way lot. too many. Sure a lot. It's got to get exhausted at that point. And then, like, just to finally get him enough, someone's got to be underneath the boost up high enough, and then Jim Carrey's got to catch him. You know, that dog's really like it's that's a good acting dog right there. Um, next will be the Bill Murray Award for Best Cameo. Uh, Jader, I'll start with you this time. Who's your pick for this? That I mean, he has a bigger role. That's where where, where Richard Jenny was for me. Okay, um, he was my cameo scene. He um, he again, very little time, uh, very little screen time. Crushes it every time he's on he's on the screen. Makes me laugh. 
kind of a dickhead, not a dickhead friend. I don't want to call him a dickhead friend, but you know, just kind of in his own world and forgets about Stanley. But the next day he's like, Hey man, I'll make it up to you. You know? And it's just, he was always there. And then at the end, you know, when he goes arrest those men, just little things like that, where I was mm -hmm. like, man. Uh, so Richard Jenny was my pick for that. I also had someone who was kind of forgotten about, and that's Reggie Cathy, who has won this award before for uh, American Psycho. He, he's in it for a second, but you remember him. In this movie, I think, yeah, in this movie, you you kind of forget that like that whole plot subplot of them trying to rob the bank, and then suddenly he's just gone. And I, that actor is someone who has been around for a long time. He passed away a couple of years ago. But every single movie or TV show I see him in, he stands out. I don't know why. He's got this profound voice and charisma to him that you don't see from a lot of actors, especially character actors like him. So I thought it was really cool to see in this film. And, I, you know, it sucks that he was gone so quickly. But I thought he was good in this. So that's my choice. Frankie, who do you got for this? Um, I mean, I, you know, this one was actually a little tough for me because I didn't. I was thinking outside and I guess the only real cameo in this is Ben Stein. So I put Ben Stein on there, you know, <laughs> popping up and, you know, uh, as the author of that book, um, it was around that time Ben Stein popped up in just the most random shit and yeah. everyone popped, you know, everyone that's going to sit here and say that they didn't lie. Everyone popped when they saw him a little bit. So that was, that was the only answer I was really able to come up with just because his his it's, it's brief and it is kind of, I guess it moves the, plot a little bit but i i enjoyed it uh okay so that takes us to our next one which would be the gary oldman everyone award for best over acting um you can go a lot of different directions i think in this but the true winner of this award is peter green oh um, yeah he, he is absolutely the winner of this award he like as a villain you need someone to go hand in hand with jim carrey and he is hamming it up the entire time like he's over the top when he needs to be and then when he puts the mask on it's just a completely different person he was my choice frankie he was your choice as well he was definitely my choice absolutely uh, just like i said you get the you get this the the kind of chill menace when he's regular dorian and then he puts the mask on it is like that's when he's like i'm gonna chew the fuck out of this scenery right now baby like a two dollar steak <laughs> there you go man yes that was my Jader, did you have that? Yeah, especially when he has the mask okay. on, dude. At the end, when the one last kiss and all that shit. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is this, bro? Like, it was so, yeah, dude. That that whole thing at the end when he's wearing the mask, I'm like, dude, it's you are. The deal. You are. You <laughs> yeah. this limelight right now, man. Take it. <laughs> God. Uh, okay, so that takes us to the Steve Carell See You Next Tuesday Award for uh, the person that we just hate the most in these movies. Uh Jader, let's start with you on this one. Who do you got? So many choices in this film. No, so I was going to go with uh, – I love that Tim Bagley's in this movie. Uh, yeah, he, he <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah, out of nowhere. He's just there. He's like, hey, what is this? So I was going to give it to uh, the um, to the uh, auto shop guys uh, as a pair, uh, but I'm not going to go that route. I'm actually going to go with Peggy Brandt, uh, played <laughs> by a Amy Asbeck. She's up. Fucking bitch. That's she's the right the, answer, baby. The fucking, she's the reason why Dorian gets the mask, you know, like talking all that shit to Stanley, man, telling him she's looking for Mr. Nice Guy. And then she's like, oh, I, you know, the 50,000, the condo, you know how hard it is to find an apartment. Fuck you, fucking Peggy. Fuck you. So that's my, <laughs> that's my choice. She, that was the first heartbreak I ever experienced as a, as a young man. You know, you know, she, I mean, and, and I, I believe, you know, in reading, you know, some of the trivia on this is they were actually doing, or they shot a scene where she was murdered by Dorian and, and they, 
they said yeah where where he throws her into the 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 news press uh you know the the yeah, 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 yeah. Printing press. Printing, printing, yeah. And uh, and they they took it out because they said it'd be too dark. And I was like, no, no. I want this. I want her gone, man. <laughs> she picks up Stan. She's like, Stanley, get in. And yeah. I'm like, oh great, Nailed it's our it. friend. And then Peggy Nailed just, it. thank you. And then uh, you know, she just she she hurt me. I was hurt from her. So yeah, she deserves. Can't you tell how I am with my ex girlfriends? I got hurt, and now she. I want her dead. Fuck her. Fuck her. She was one of the good ones. Like at the beginning of this movie, you're thinking to yourself, like, oh, she read his essay. She's looking for someone just like him. You're going to think the entire movie that he's going to be good with end up with Cameron Diaz. But really, in the end, it was her all along. And then she pulls this shit. What the fuck, Peggy? Get out of here. Yeah. No, I, I was I was frustrated as you guys. I was like, this is not the same person. So, no, I'm. I am completely with you on this. Um, Peggy, you deserve this award. Imagine, um, you took the award over these fucking guys, at the, like mechanics, which are, you know, no offense to my mechanic friends because I have plenty of them. Lowest of the low. Right? Oh, yeah. And then, and then fucking she comes there and swoops this award right at the end of the film. I'm like, God damn, you suck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of interesting details I found out about this film. Um, the scenes with the big teeth on Jim Carrey. Uh, they were supposed to be silent scenes because he wasn't supposed to be able to talk with them, but he learned how to talk with them. So they kept them in the movie and added ad-lib lines at that point. That's talent, bro. Can't, that's, you know? that's, that's Jim talent. Carrey lifting right there. There you go. Um, what really attracted Jim Carrey to the role was that Ipkiss loved cartoons just like Jim Carrey. And Jim Carrey read the script and he said, it felt like this was made for me, in which it was made for him. The screenwriter said that he did make write this film specifically with Jim Carrey in mind, and he just got attracted to it immediately. Um, well, considered other people. <laughs> yeah. Fucking dick. <laughs> um, the producers hated the musical number, the Cuban P musical number, but uh, but when they did the test audiences, they loved that scene so much that they decided to keep it, which it would have been such a massive mistake to take that part out of this film. That's shocking. So I guess yeah. they showed it to test and then everybody was fucking dying in the theater and like, what's your favorite scene, Cuban P? Could you exactly. imagine, could you imagine, I mean... I, you know, I don't want to upset people here, but you see how horny people are and the internet is for fucking release the Snyder cut. I would have been the most <laughs> outspoken release the Cuban Pete cut person. If they had just not put Imagine. this fucking scene in, I would have, I would have lost my goddamn mind. I honestly don't think if I, I like, I would have liked this movie, but it would not have been as memorable without that scene. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I think that, again, it goes back to that. And every time they promote the film, like if you go to, um, I think, IMDb, it says featured song and it'll say Cuban Pete. Like, maybe yeah. mm -hmm. would have been, been a mistake, man. Um, and then my last two are about Cameron Diaz. She auditioned 12 times for this movie and was cast seven days before the first day of shooting. That's like that they really made her work for this. And that's because with my next detail, uh, Chuck Russell, the director, threatened to quit if Cameron Diaz wasn't cast. And as I read in the casting what ifs earlier, there was there were Jennifer Connelly was someone who was considered Anna Nicole Smith. So they Chuck Russell really wanted Cameron Diaz and they made her work for it. Obviously, auditioning 12 times and then shooting seven days before. <clears throat> so I just kind of shows like if it wasn't for this movie, I wonder where Cameron Diaz would even popped up in like what her career would be i don't think there would have been one yeah. this was she's it's it would be foolish to say that she's not a presence on scene when she first walks into that bank it, the whole movie stops and everyone watches it you know as she comes in so i honestly don't think like 
listen, what say what you want about her as 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 an actress or as a comedic actress. Like she she was hired in this situation to be, for lack of better terms, eye candy and to be the damsel in distress. And she nailed it. She hit it per she hit it right on the head. So mm-hmm. I don't know if there would have been a, a you know for lack of, uh, there wouldn't have been a Charlie An- Charlie's Angels full throttle without this movie. So you're welcome. <laughs> no. You're welcome, America. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, no, not Charlie's Angels full throttle. We're going to miss out. You didn't even mention the original. You went straight for the fucking Full juggling. throttle, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what would we do without sex tape, guys? <laughs> I mean, bad teacher, fucking right up there with Citizen Kane, you know? Right yeah. there, man. Gosh, so the mask really gave us everything we ever needed from Cameron Diaz. Hey, man, uh, she was something about Mary, man. I don't know. Talk all the shit you want. I love that is. movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. Well, she just retired a couple of years ago, too, right? Like, she's done yeah, it. I, I yeah. know, but I found I actually found out re- like probably this year that she retired from acting. I was like, oh, I had no idea. I'm like, where the fuck has Cameron Diaz been? I think Annie was her last movie, too. She she is the best case scenario. Malin Ackerman like they're there it's like they they were they were just like this and then Cameron Diaz went and Malin Ackerman just like uh you know she fell they even to the point with doing the you know the the Ben Stiller you know rom-com you know and then it just right down the drain I see I love how Cameron Diaz was just like she knew her place and she was like you know what it's not gonna get any better for me right now so I'm just gonna step out while I'm on top that's it I'm gonna do the other woman where I'm with uh, Kate Upton and Leslie Mann, and I'm gonna crush it in there, and then I'm just gonna, you know, step off into the. I'm sun. gonna take my millions and just yeah. live my fucking life, you know, That's and it. laugh at everyone that talks shit. She did it right, man. There's a lot of actors that just don't end in the right film; like they retire, and you're like, Ugh. she'll uh, come back in like 15, 20 years, you know, get like an Oscar nom, and people are like, <laughs> Cameron Diaz is back, and then they'll do the mask too. It's funny. It'll be, it'll be Judd Apatow who brings her out of retirement. I can just see it happening right now. Yeah. She'll so be, be like this like kooky mom that's best friends with Leslie Mann in one of their movies, and it just goes from there. It just yeah, kind of like makes sense at this point. Yeah, um, such a hard-on for Apatow. It's crazy. I do, too. Apatow's great, man. He's right, though. She's going to come back and play like Jacob Trendley's horny aunt. Exactly. You know? And then people are going to be like, wow, she's back. <laughs> awesome. um, okay, so Frankie, uh, Jader asked me to come up with some trivia questions because he wanted to challenge you to a mask trivia contest. Are you down for that? You son of a bitch. I know. I knew you were going to do this. <laughs> we do it. It depends on the episode. We haven't done it in a while. Like, let, let's let's get some trivia going, man. Let's get some trivia going. So I, I, got don't even have, I don't even have my whiteboard. Give me one second. Oh, oh, what kind of slowdown competitor is he? Not ready to fucking draw exactly. his gun. Um, I got five questions here. Uh, this it's always like the reason why we kind of stopped doing the trivia questions on the show is because every time I would write these questions out, they come a little later in the show, and some of them are already answered as we're doing the show leading. That's up. okay. So I mean, it just shows how much you've been paying attention at this point. Bingo! Yeah, this is for the audience as well. Yeah, if you're just tuning in, get ready for some hardcore trivia on the mask, everybody. This fucking. <laughs> so. Uh, Let's start with the first one here. Maybe a little difficult. I don't know. See how you guys respond to it. What is the first balloon animal that Jim Carrey makes as the mask? So there are three balloons that he makes. What is the very first one that he comes up with? I remember my days as a balloon animal connoisseur. Be taking home flowers because I couldn't get the real thing. Allergies. 
<laughs> and five, four, three, two, and one. Jader, what do you have? We have a giraffe. I put poodle. Giraffe. I it yeah, yeah. Giraffe. I cut out. Yeah. I was trying so to think yeah, of the other one. I remember the and then, and then the Tommy gun. The Tommy gun. There you go. Yeah, the gun. All right. Uh, what city does this movie take place in? We've not mentioned this yet, but I remember seeing it at the beginning. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. That's a good choice. So five, four, three, two, one. Frankie, we'll start with you. For my WWE fans, on this day, I see clearly everything Edge has come city. to light. Edge City is correct. So we are two to one Jader at this point. Uh, the mechanics loan Stanley a car. What is the nickname they give that car? <laughs> That's a great question. That is. We've always, we've had, everyone's had that mechanic that gives them just a beat up car. <laughs> uh, three, two, one. Jader, what do you got? The loner. The loner. I take, I take offense because it's the loner. The loner. <laughs> loner. <laughs> Loner's correct. We are now three to two at this point. Um, okay. Jader's going to love this question. What is the name of the club? Oh, okay. <laughs> I hope, I hope you get this one. I mentioned it earlier. Well, that's what I was telling Frankie is that's why I kind of, we stopped doing these things is you guys yeah. just answer the questions as the show's going. Yeah. Um, he, it was one time. I think we would like, I don't know if it was Goddard or somebody was on the show that all the questions were already, you're like, we can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry guys. Um, Frankie, what do you got? The Coco Bongo. Coco Bongo. Coco Bongo. Yeah. All right. So this is our last one here. Um, this one has to do with some dialogue. So what does Stanley say when he swallows the bomb? <laughs> I'm upset that I missed my first question because I had everything else. It's crushing it ever since. All right. And five, four, three, two, and one. Jader, what do you got? That's a spicy meatball, Frankie. <laughs> It's not only it. That's a spicy meatball. It's a spicy meatball. That's correct. All right, so it ends with Jader winning five to four. That balloon animal just got you. Good job. Uh, this this one was a little more difficult. Oh, suck it! Look at that nice little message you got. There. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right, we're down to our last two categories here. First one is going to be Apex Mountain. So this is the point in someone's career where they're at their peak. This is the top for them. It never gets – they can kind of do whatever they want after this, but it never got better for them after this point. So I think we have quite a few options to choose from when it comes to the mask, and you can name as many as you want. So, Frankie, what do you have for this? I mean, we can name whoever we want, but there's one answer, and that's director Chuck Russell. Yes. I mean, listen, uh, prior, you know, going – he had the blob. He had Nightmare on Elm Street 3, which – not one of my favorite of the of the franchise. Uh, but then after this, looking at what he has done, the only notable thing that I can that would even be just like in the conversation is the Scorpion King. And even that movie is a little, you know, but it this is this is the best thing he has done and will ever do. I mean, hopefully continues to work and gets, you know, more work and does something better. But it peaked with the mask. Yeah, I think he's definitely um, he's a contender definitely, for this award. He's, he's definitely a top three. That's who I had as well. Um, 
Can I say something? I had Jim Carrey. This is 1994 Jim Carrey. You were fucked, baby. No, no, no. Out of your mind? No, 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 no. 1994 Jim Carrey. It does not get more apex than this. What are the movies you remember him most for? These are three of the five that come up immediately, right? It's Ace Ventura, it's Dumb and Dumber, and it's The Mask. Immediately, these come up. You're never, like we said earlier, you're never going to see a comedian repeat this. Like, I was just thinking maybe someone like Florence Pugh had a great year in 2018 with like Midsummer and Fight with My Family. Yep. Yeah, like she crushed it that year. Jim Carrey knocks it out of the park in 1994. And yes, his career went on after this, and he's still successful. He had stuff like Eternal you know, Sunshine. Out. Nerd Chronic joined the show. I don't know if you want to give him, you want to pop up his. Uh, what, do you, uh, what do you say here? Damn. <laughs> that one hurts. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk out of here and I'm gonna be upset. Jader, you're gonna get a fucking uh, uh, you're gonna get an angry text after this. <laughs> uh, we have a couple people shouting yeah. uh, out. I don't know if you want to uh, uh, jump in there. Um, I saw Jesse Swift was on there. You want to pull up his comment? Oh, the jackal. The jackal. He's uh, he's in the comments. Uh, we got Jeff Alterman on there as well. Shout out to you guys for uh, jumping on. Thank you so much. Uh, but yeah, so going back to the combo, yeah. man. Um, I don't know. I just can't, you know, you're not wrong, but it's just, I think. Jim like it Carrey, doesn't get more apex than this. I mean, if, but we're, if he we're, still had bet, I don't know, man. I no, that, I mean, you can make the argument. You definitely yeah. can. You could say that 94, you know, he, he's been trying to chase it, you know, that success for the rest of his career, but he's still like, in my opinion, when people talk about best Jim Carrey movies, The Mask is in that conversation. I think for the normal fan, it might not be. Because you have The Mask, uh, excuse me, you have Liar Liar, um, you know, you have uh, Bruce Almighty, which I fucking love the hell out of Bruce Almighty, you know, Eternal Sunshine, uh, Truman Show. Like, there are other movies in there that I think commercially stand out more. Unfortunately, The Mask, even in 94, is not. Like people don't was, consider it that was the, it was the bottom one out of the three they came out that year. That's what I'm saying, you know, because Ace Ventura is the first one that people see and they're like, oh my God. And then Dumb and Dumber, you know, is, you know, it has the legs, you know. Yeah. So, um, but uh, this, it, 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 he's consistently stayed here. But in terms of what you're saying, Kyle, the year, yeah, definitely the apex. Yeah. yeah, like it's not like an insult that like, oh, it was worse for him after this. It's just more of like, no, this is like as top as top can get. And he's been like crushing it ever since. Like he's been at the top. He can almost do whatever he wants after mm -hmm. this. And after this, he goes like, right, like you said, Jada, right into Batman. Like he's the Riddler right after this Fuck point. Crushes at the Riddler. Fuck what anybody thinks about that. <laughs> I got him right. I got him right there. I don't know if you yeah. guys could see him. There he is. Yeah, dude. No, he crushes that, man. So I think he's a contender for this award. Also, uh, Jader, did you have any, um, any, well, you know, you had Chuck Russell as well. Chuck Russell. That's the yeah. answer. Yeah. Uh, what about mask? <laughs> what about mask in movies? Is this the apex for mask? Apex for masks. You have some contenders out there, man. You have I think some Mission Impossible movies. You know, Iron Man has a mask. V for yeah. Vendetta. You're not wrong. Is that a mask or a helmet? Uh, eat shit. You know, you're getting you're getting into you know the minutia here. <laughs> I mean, the movie's called The Mask. I don't know if it got better for mask after this. Is Fair. there another movie with the word mask in it? 
Well, yeah, mask. mask and a phantasm. Well, there's also mask with uh, with share and yep. um, Eric Stoltz. How can we forget? Wow, <laughs> <laughs> it still haunts me. Uh, okay, so I I don't know. I had nothing else in here. Like maybe balloon animals, but I don't remember. Where I think wedding crashers might have to be. Yeah, that that motherfucker made a car. When <laughs> <laughs> the kids like, I want a bicycle. <laughs> oh, a bicycle. That's what he did. My but woo. Look at that. Mm-hmm. That was a bad. All right. Comes- All right. Who won the movie? This is an easy question, guys. Come on, man. Come on. This is a no-brainer, dude. Like no one's even close. It, this goes to Jim Carrey. James. James Carrey. Yeah, man. So. You were close, Milo, but this is Jim's. Yeah, yeah, no. That, that, Milo, Milo's definitely a contender up there. Like that. He is a contender. You're not wrong. Yeah, but uh, um, yeah, this, this goes out to him. Final thoughts on The Mask, guys. Frank, I'm going to start with you. This was your choice. Any final thoughts on this film? Uh, it's iconic, in my opinion. In the Alvarez household, it'll be on multiple times a month, uh, if not a week. Uh, it is, I think, uh, unfortunately, I do think it is an underrated gem that with, uh, the, um, you know, kind of how we've progressed with the internet, people speak about more, but prior to 2010, I do not remember a lot of people talking about this movie, Jim Carrey, you know, height of his powers, iconic doing and doing everything he can to just put this, you know, put the movie on his bag dough, you know, just, just absolutely took off and, Hit the ground running, didn't stop. Scene after scene is great. You're not going to find a part of this movie that is not entertaining. Uh, I love it. It will stay my favorite movie of all time. You you guys keep mentioning how it's kind of underrated. It feels like if underrated, we're talking about like maybe he's like Chris. This movie's like Chris Bosch in the Miami Heat. Like someone who's strong, who's in there, who contributes, but it's no Dwayne Wade or LeBron James. Fair enough. Yeah. But very you know, necessary to the career of Jim Carrey. Uh, Jader, do you have any final thoughts on this? Same kind of piggybacking off him. And uh, I do feel it's underrated Jim Carrey. Um, not enough people mention it as well. You think, you think Dumb and Dumber, you think Ace Ventura, even Liar Liar, I feel it gets more, it gets more love than the mask does. Mm-hmm. Um, and your Grinches and your, you know, you ask Christian Harloff what his best role is. He's going to tell you, 10 out of 10, uh, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, it's just, it was just a fun time. Um, back then easier times, as Frankie said earlier, in the show. you ain't kidding. Um, it, again, after not seeing it for so long and seeing it this week, I already know that it's going to be on repeat as well. Just the, you know, 30, 40 minutes on my son saw the film, uh, lost his shit. And he was already telling me next week, as soon as he gets here, he wants to finish watching the movie. And uh, he has a very addictive personality where it's just going to nonstop. I already know that he's going to ask me for the soundtrack on the uh, on his iPhone and all that stuff. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I don't think there's many people that haven't seen this movie. Uh, but if you haven't, definitely check it out. It, it is a fun time. It is like watching an old school cartoon. Um, it kind of has that kind of a Roger Rabbit feel to it. Very noir, um, cartoonish. Uh, you know, actual actual actors and all that. It's, it's a lot of fun. If you haven't seen it, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, and that's going to do it for our conversation on The Mask, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in, for joining us. Oh, what, what do we got here? That was my son's Halloween costume. Green yes. face, dude suit, and everything. That's amazing. Look at that, man. Hey, you got to stop that now, Jader. <laughs>
Oh, challenge accepted. <laughs> um, Frankie, thank you so much for joining us on this episode, man. We really appreciate it. Um, we hope you'll come back eventually uh, one day. We'd love to have you. Please plug anything that you want to throw out there, your show, what you're working on, Schmodown, all that stuff. Well, thank you so much. Again, I'd love to come back whenever you guys are willing to have me and speak about uh, small soldiers because that's what will will be next. Uh, you know, I'm just gonna keep picking '90s movies, Jader, just to piss Kyle off. Yes, um, you and every yeah. other guest. <laughs> but thank you guys sincerely from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, uh, the animal Frank Alvarez in the movie trivia showdown. Uh, I, as of recording right now and being live right now, I have learned of my next match. I, it has not been announced yet. And then, uh, you know, there was there was some uh, there was some some jobber talking shit last night on the uh, the Schmodown pay per view. So uh, you know, Rick Radis, careful what you say, buddy. You you don't you don't want to poke the bear too much. Uh, and then go check out the Basement Yard um, podcast that uh, my buddy Joe and I do. It's a really really fun time. Uh, we just talk shit and get ridiculous. And then uh, yeah, check me out on socials F Alvarez eight zero eight five on Twitter and on Twitch, and then the Frank Alvarez on Instagram. Sounds good. Uh, Jader, any final things you want to say? Uh, no, actually, I'm going to plug the show as well. Uh, Basement Yard, guys, if you guys have not seen that show, it is a fun, fun time. Very ludicrous, very <laughs> out there. There's some shit that goes down <laughs> in that show. It's so funny. Um, and just, you know, if you guys are new to the show, I see a bunch of uh, new names here. Just, you know, uh, like, subscribe, tune in. We have to try to have a weekly show. It all depends on the guests that we have next week. I think we have Kate Mulligan coming in. We're going to talk Ooh. some movies. Um, so uh, just tune in, like us. And uh, I have no matches lined up right now because I lost. Uh, <laughs> but as soon as you I got it. I mean, it is what it is, man. Listen, mm -hmm. if 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 anyone is smart enough, they're going to do a mat. You know, I know Video Drew does shows uh, where she does just like hardcore, like movie trivia. You know, I've for a specific on. movie. If she if she ever does a mask, I'm fucking throwing my hat in the ring and I'm challenging you because they're you know, Let's go. You they know that that hurt to to do <laughs> that giraffe question, and I kid you not, it's going to piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. but uh but yeah guys thank you so much for joining the shows dude thank you thank you thank you i can't thank you enough man thank i know you, you are a busy guy this was fucking a month in the making but we made it happen uh and yeah man good luck to you on if radis is talking shit man good luck as long as you're not playing the den i'm gonna i'm gonna res uh i'm a i'm an animal fan we will see my friend <laughs> Um, and then everyone in the audience, thank you again for tuning in. We got fun shows lined up, um, movies that are going to be good and bad stuff. Like the Goonies might be coming up. Um, so there's someone, we have someone coming up who's going to who picked five completely strange movies, and that's going to be a blast. And then we have the sports movie draft coming up as well. So please tune in for that in a couple weeks. Episode 50 is almost here, guys, and we can't wait. So thank you again for joining us, and we'll see you next time another new episode of The Jader and Kyle Show.